0: And here we are, is a podcast for professionals, believers, and genuine people looking for genuine conversation. My name is Kia Harris Tatgren, and I'm your host. I'll be sharing information about nonprofits, faith, business, entrepreneurship, life, and much more. I am so excited for you to be joining me. So happy to have you here with me today for this episode focusing on entrepreneurship. My name is Kia harris Tuckman and I am a nonprofit strategist and educator. So apart from that, I do have other endeavors that I pursue. And so this podcast, as you know, is going to have a series of topics that we cover that are important to me. But today's focus is entrepreneurship and i am excited about this topic this is the first episode to discuss entrepreneurship because it is so important for individuals and it's something that a lot of professionals are taking part in it's not something that's out of reach for individuals who are looking to pursue something and establish legacy so Entrepreneurship comes in a variety of forms. I can think of individuals who sell t-shirts in LA if I think about vendors in Haiti and how they sell on the streets. Those are considered entrepreneurs as well. And then we think of major entrepreneurs that are well-known across the nation even globally like Steve Jobs and his establishment of Apple. And so entrepreneurship comes in different forms and doesn't mean that you are not able to pursue something just because you don't have a background in entrepreneurship or you do not have a family member or someone that was close to you that pursued it. If you are the one of the first individuals in your family to pursue entrepreneurship, you should be proud of that and Continue to learn about the different facets of entrepreneurship, get mentorship, ask individuals about their experience. I often recommend the individuals I encounter, young professionals even, to set up informal interviews. Or you talk to individuals from different sectors that are going to be related to your entrepreneurial endeavor and learn from them. There's so much you can get from a conversation with an individual, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, and you come prepared with questions and you ask them about different facets of what their work has been. So the challenges they faced, how they overcame them, different things that required that they pivot and how they handled that. So that is a tip that I want to provide is do those informal interviews, also known as expert interviews, and chat with those professionals. You'll be surprised how many people are going to be open to having those conversations. So my mentor says to have multiple rivers of income, and this is what I encourage you to do, is to have multiple rivers of income. It doesn't mean you have to establish a business or a nonprofit or a law firm or or an entity, it can mean that you're tapping into affiliate marketing, or you have online courses that you distribute based on a a specific topic. It may mean that you are an investor and you invest in certain things. But you should absolutely have multiple rivers of income that allow you to have additional income and If legacy is your goal, like it is mine, then you'll have that opportunity as well. So if you're a kingdom builder, you should know that you will never be limited and that all you have to do is act on the ideas that have been implanted in you and you will see the fruit in that aspect. So my endeavor to be an entrepreneur was based on My sentiments when it came to working at a certain position, I often found, and this is just my personal stance, I often found that I was put in somewhat of a box. I have always been a type of individual to want to pursue different aspects of things, not to just focus on one thing, but to consider, well, let me do a little bit of of this, and I'm interested in that as well, so let's learn about that. and you may find that you are also an individual that has different interests and you want to act on those different interests. Now, there are some people who have a set direction and they have a focus area and they have one endeavor they pursue and they perfect that, which is amazing. But there are also other individuals that have different interests that they act on and they pursue like, there are serial entrepreneurs that you may encounter in today's society where they started nonprofit number one and then two and, and so forth. Same with businesses. They start venture capitals and they sell those companies and then they go and they, they establish another one. So, considering the different opportunities that you are allowed when it comes to entrepreneurship. Another thing that Encourage me to go the entrepreneurship route is considering this. When you work for an organization, there is going to be a cap on how much you can make. So, working a nine to five or working a full time job is, is excellent. You get to give back to community or customers or you're able to show your skills and your expertise and strategize and things like that but you can also have something that you're pursuing outside of that to have that additional income but also to establish something that is sustainable and that can, can create legacy so Realizing that there is going to be a cap at companies as far as salary-wise, you'll realize there is a bit of limitation there. So what can you do? What can you build in order to have more sustainability and essentially create your own economy? So pursuing things like a business or establishing a nonprofit or establishing a law firm, whatever field you're on, or a tutoring service or Involving yourself in affiliate marketing or investing or investing in stocks. These kinds of things can create that additional income for you that can lead to more sustainability. We know, especially as Kingdom Builders, that you have to think about how to establish that economy for ourselves but thinking wisely about it and getting wise counsel. So today's topic is on building. I want to ask you what are you building and what has it been? Has it been a nonprofit? What about a boutique or ministry? Have you started a crypto company? These are things you can build while pursuing other things if you're like me and you have different interests it doesn't mean you have to focus on one specific area of interest but you can pursue them with balance you can pursue them with wisdom and you can get insight from professionals and, and individuals who have walked down that path. This goes back to my recommendation for expert interviews. Have conversations with professionals who are open to it and open to sharing their milestones, sharing their areas where they ever overcome the situations that we're in ways in which they will pivot their businesses, ways they're able to make their business stand out or their boutique stand out. And so there's a variety of opportunities when it comes to entrepreneurship. And I'm asking you, what are you building in this season? Building comes in different ways. It doesn't mean you have to literally go and buy a building or buy a piece of land and build in that aspect. It can mean something as far as continuing education. You're developing your skill set. You're touching on your soft skills. You're pursuing things outside of college, outside of the normal university. But you are pursuing something in relation to what your interests are and what you would like to pursue. One thing you should know is that everything begins at zero. So don't get frustrated when there are no customers, no shows for all your webinars you're doing, or you're serving just one or just seven. Be loyal to those individuals. Be faithful with the few. Whether you're serving one or 1,000, you should have that integrity and have that loyalty to those individuals and still have the intent to keep serving them. One thing that I was asked, I was speaking to a public health class, undergrad public health class, and I was sharing the different work that we do through my nonprofit, Dare Humanity. And one of the students asked, from the different challenges you face, have you ever thought about not continuing your work? I'm rephrasing, but that's essentially what she asked. And my response was, The challenges will come, but I will absolutely not abandon these people that I said I was going to serve. So you also should have that mentality that when things get rough, the numbers aren't coming in, you're not seeing things work out. You have to realize one, you start from ground zero and two, that you are going to be building so you don't have to worry about that. Um, that things are going to change if you believe they're going to change and then you also have to realize that you should not be abandoning the calling on your life that there's people that are connected to it whether it's a company that's in tech and you are creating this software to allow people to make to allow seniors to be able to connect with their peers these kinds of things and many more examples you have to not abandon the calling because there's people that are connected to that and it's your business or your endeavor, your pursuit that is going to be the change maker, the pioneer in the world that needs just that. And it doesn't mean that not serving a small amount of people is not important. It is important because you can have a speaking engagement, or have a conversation one-on-one with someone and impact their life just by you sharing your story, just by you sharing your testimony. And so do not abandon that calling. Don't abandon it. Don't think that you cannot pursue everything that is of interest to you. You want to be able to accomplish everything you're called to do on this earth. And that is my encouragement for you today is to continue with that calling. You also want to be consistent with what you have. Like I said, either if it's one or 1000, you should still be consistent with that. You may look at people online, and you may say, well, they did it this way. And so let me try it this way. Do not do that. You can learn from others without copying others the replication of things does not equal success. Success for you is going to look different for me. When these different things are said about, well, this is the game plan for how to make 100K in in one year, you have to consider that your game plan is gonna be different and that your audience is different, your connection and the source you have is different, and the ability to gain that, the strategy is gonna be different. So the step one through 10 may be different steps that are pursued versus the one that is given in this playbook or this PDF or this guide. So considering that you don't want to become a clone, you want to become and remain original, which means you have to be willing to deviate from the trends that are taking place, from What you see online and, okay, people are marketing with GIFs, okay, and you decide to adopt things and you're realizing I'm losing the identity of not only myself, but I'm losing the identity of my business too. I've been pursuing things that have nothing to do with what I'm actually called to do and what the business originally was formed for and now I'm taking on a shape of another type of business that has made me lose complete focus on what I was doing and I'm not sure why I said that but it's it's quarter three right now and this is a great time to examine what you've been doing and say what am I going to change or what am I going to continue to do what is going to be the highlight of my business? And what is it going to take for me to have that steady growth? Everyone is so infatuated with entrepreneurship to the point where they believe that everything has to be quick. Everything needs to be um, a quick, easy, get quick scheme. I want to get to the 100k now. I want to get to the million dollars. Okay, but did you handle that small amount of a grand that was coming in, those series of thousands of dollars that were coming in, were you able to handle that? So now is the time to prepare with the small amounts, that small revenue, that small group of people. So then when you do have that growth, and it's a steady growth, you have the ability to handle it and handle it well, you have the resources, you have the connections, you have the tools in place, you have everything that is possible to make your business sustainable. So we talked about knowing that impact doesn't always mean numbers. In fact, it should be your top indicator of impact. It should not be the top indicator of impact. Numbers don't mean success. You may see someone online and they say, I made 100K in a year, but they're not sharing behind the scenes that, there was a revenue of 100k but we spent more than 75 percent on that on overhead because we had this expedited growth that we weren't able to handle so realizing that when what you see online is not complete it's not a complete picture and so if you're going after This person has X amount of followers and it looks like they have a lot of engagement on social media while their LinkedIn is booming. You don't know what happened behind the scene. You don't know what it took them to get there. So why not work on the process, your specific process, your specific development? I think it's always a good time to plan and develop things out so that you have the ability to make something that is going to impact the world, but it doesn't take you having to be a clone to do it. Let's take a quick break break, and we're going to talk about nine ways you can build. All right, so nine ways you can build, as I was sharing earlier, it's not always about establishing some type of entity. It can be in different forms. So I want to share nine ways in which you can build, starting with number one, which I highly recommend, is continuing education. Now, education doesn't have to be something that is just when you are an official university or an official school or you're in an official enrollment. It can be something that you personally pursue. There are a variety of online platforms that allow you to study different topics that you may have not been able to study during undergrad or grad school, but now you have the opportunity to learn at low cost even, or with a significant investment into a specific topic. So if you're pursuing business, however, you do not have a background in business, it would be advantageous to pursue understanding business. So often I will implement learning different topics. Right now, I'm taking a women's entrepreneurship course. And after this course, I acquire a certificate. Why? Because my background is in the nonprofit sector. However, in order to be well-rounded, to be an individual that knows of different areas and sectors, this should be your intention as well, then you can learn different areas. And so I'm pursuing that to have a better understanding of the different sectors I intend to go in. So decide on a topic, a few topics that you can pursue in relation to what you are going to pursue as far as entrepreneurship and set aside the time to do that. There are a lot of online courses that are self-paced, which are beneficial. So you don't have to worry about, well, I need to complete it by this date and time has been busy and I have x y and z and going on and you can do it at a self-paced and you can pursue that number two is getting a mentor so getting a mentor is important i also want to highlight that you should utilize your mentor and not be afraid to ask for help a mentor is going to advise you they're going to be able to see Something from the outside and give you sound recommendations and suggestions. If they're a really good mentor, they are literally going to tell you this is what you need to do and this is what you need to stop to stop doing they're a person who is going to allow you to think in a different way and challenge you so getting a mentor can be something that's formal i know a lot of nonprofits who have mentor programs there's universities that have them there may be certain companies that will match you for mentorship or it can be informal where you reach out to an individual have an initial conversation and it leads to a form of informal mentorship I do recommend you vet your mentors, asking them a series of questions before you select them because connections are important. Making sure you're connected with the right individual who is in alignment with what you are going to be pursuing and your future so that they can provide sound advice and recommendations. Number three is market research. And when I wrote this down, I was thinking about how a lot of individuals and business owners and professionals will think of market research. They may think of it as a competitor analysis. So you are considering what companies are similar, what nonprofits are similar, and you do a competitive analysis of these different things. One thing I've adopted in my business is that we are not going to do a a competitive analysis. What we are going to do is we're going to study our current audience and learn about what their interests are and how we can better serve them. Completing a competitive analysis means that you are essentially opening yourself up for the ability to copy and try to implement something that they've established for your business thinking that it's going to be effective for yours. Now there are benefits of doing competitive analyses for your organization, your business, but realizing that you want to use this as a learning tool, but not as a tool to copy. So if you are going to do a competitive analysis, making sure you're looking for the purpose of trying to fill in a gap in the sector you're pursuing versus looking in a sense of this works for them. It'll probably work for me. And it's going back to you now in a place of doing something outside of your realm and outside of what your business is supposed to be doing. So market research can be studying your audience. It can be understanding different logistics when it comes to your type of business. So if you're, for example, wanting to have a trucking company, you're going to need to connect with individuals who have been in the trucking space and be able to chat with them and ask some questions about how they go about it, how they get shipments, how do they create their partnerships, how do they create their contracts, those kinds of things. Market research also means that you are doing some information on different things that are happening within the sector, different changes that are taking place, different approaches and laws that may may be taking place. You need to be up to date on the different things and factors that are related to your specific sector. Number four is planning. You can do a lot of planning when you're building. You can this is a practice of mine, I will have a note open on my phone or a notebook and I will have a place to pretty much share and write down all my ideas about certain things. And considering that some of your ideas are meant to establish now and others are meant to be established at a later time. So realizing and having that distinction and discernment about where this is supposed to be applied and when it's supposed to be applied is important. So plan for the future work of your organization, of your investment opportunities, of your business, because the planning is what leads to success. And it is something that you should practice always having a plan in place and not just leaning towards, okay, well, this is what's trending. This is what is going to get success having a plan and sticking to it and then deciding what you want to revise number five future thinking and ideas notebook so we talked about an ideas notebook but future thinking is important allowing yourself to get in those spaces of reflection and ideation and sit down and and think about what you want for your business If you can attend those classes like I recommend, that was the first way to build continuing education. If you can pursue it and enroll in those kinds of informal classes, you'll find that all the planning and your ideas and your future thinking will come from these classes because of the exercise and the material that they're going to allow you to change your way of thinking and you realize that your ideas are refined and they're different and oh they are innovative because of that ability to get in those types of classes you realize that exposure is important when you're exposed to different realms you're exposed to different sectors different ideas different courses you'll find that your characteristics change and the aspects of your business of the entity that you have established will change as as well. Number six is personal and professional reflection. This one is really important, because reflecting is important. If you're not examining yourself on a regular basis, how are you growing? If you think right now that you are the perfect person in that two years or even three years from now, if you stay the same, everything is going to be all right. I'm going to tell you it's not going to be. If your intention is to continue to grow, if your intention is to be a a beacon, a light on the hill, a company that is doing things differently than the world is, a company that is doing things that creates a new route for things. If your company is doing something that is touching the hearts of a group of people or a community of people, you have to make sure that you're having this reflection and also allowing people to provide constructive criticism as well. Be open to that feedback. Be open to the feedback of individuals who have been in a space that you have not yet been in. You may have thought this was the appropriate approach to a certain situation and you hear from a professional or your mentor, actually it's not. You have to be open to that. You have to also be open to people saying things about you, um, saying things to you that you may have not heard before, that you didn't examine about your leadership style. So you may have someone who says, hey, so sometimes when you're in meetings, I don't know if you're really connected because you're not looking at the camera or you don't have your camera on, those kinds of things. Really take heed to those types of feedback. Now, you should be able to know, of course, when feedback is not sound feedback and that the intention behind the feedback is something of disdain or this individual is not at your best interest and so they're looking to hurt you you'll you'll find that the language is different they're not going to approach it in a loving way they're going to approach it in a harsh or a vindictive way so realizing the distinction of that feedback but, but heeding to the feedback that is indeed sound feedback number 7 the way which you can build is testing so you can test the different things that you are looking to pursue often you'll hear the term a b testing so the idea is you are going to decide on a project you're going to pursue a a product you're planning to launch and you're deciding on two different approaches to it so say for example you are doing launch of a new journal for young girls. And you say, okay, so the A part of this testing is going to be a launch of these journals to middle school women, middle, middle school girls who are pursuing science. And then you say, for the B testing, we're going to share it with people on social media within my network and see what the reaction is and your goal is to observe the reaction are we getting a lot of engagement people clicking on the post on social media are we getting the girls that we went to this community event are they showing interest and this would be a way for you to examine what the interest is and what the ability and desire for the product is and now you use this information to learn and pivot from there you may have thought well if we just do social media that's going to be just fine but then you find that when you have in-person meetings you're seeing a difference and you're seeing a lot of young girls that are more engaged this is just an example But testing is going to be important because not every idea you pursue or the approach is going to be one that is going to lead to that success. It may be that you need to tweak your approach. It also may mean that it's not time to launch. I've done this where I launched something and it wasn't the right time. And I saw the result of it, which was there was no one that was willing to pursue it at that point. So you have to also realize when it's time to step back and keep that in your notebook, your ideas notebook, and plan to implement that at a later time because it's also about timing when it comes to the work that you're doing. Number eight is resting. And this one is an excellent way to build. And I have... I learned the importance of resting over the past few months where I've realized that when I rest, it's not something that I have to feel bad about. In fact, it's something I need. It's something I need in order to be prepared for the next season. We are now in a new season. We are also in Q4, but I personally felt it a shift in the season that we're in. And so I know that there is resting that comes with that. If you have an understanding of what your calling is, you also have to have an understanding of how to balance and manage that. And part of that is rest. Take that time to do nothing. When you have all the time spending on serving others, you also think of yourself. You also have to make yourself a priority. And something I adopt is small rewards. Where I will reward myself in small ways so that I am feeling a sense of accomplishment, but I'm making sure that I'm not overwhelming myself and I'm not leading to burnout. Final tip number nine, and ways you can build is listening. Listening is so important because you don't know everything, I don't know everything but there are people who have been down pathways that know a few things and so you can sit back and just be that person in the audience you can be that person on the zoom call you don't have to say not a thing but you realize the one percent that you're either able to gather from that conversation that one percent of that networking event that led to A different approach to something that was currently an offer in your business. So listen to the different things. Know when to have something to say and when not to have something to say. And know that when you are listening and when you are silent, that it doesn't mean that you're not an equipped leader and does it doesn't mean that you are not someone who can handle leadership it means that you come from a place of humility to know when the experts are in the room and know when it's your place to learn from them so i trust that this information was valuable to you i hope you got down those nine ways you can build if you have another way that you build feel free to leave a comment on my facebook post about entrepreneurship or any of my posts I love to hear your feedback if you are on apple podcast please do leave a review and share this episode i like this episode to reach more people and if this was a blessing to you do share it among your network so thank you so much and I'm looking forward to the next episode of and here we are